In Tennessee, Chuck Hillinger found Casey's pocket watch and engineer's cap, not to mention Casey's son, Charlie, who told him all about the wreck, just as it happened in the spring of 1900. In fact, not one of these stories by my old hero is without its local history and its pungent local flavor. A 70-year-old Hawaiian woman, mother of 27 children, tells how she heals illnesses with her touch and catches fish with her bare hands. A North Dakota farmer remarks on a 15 below zero day, One good thing about a day like this, the mosquitoes aren't biting. A mountaineer woman in West Virginia, who lives without plumbing or electricity, plays Hillinger a tune on the banjo she made from the transmission of a 1935 Buick. The names on the land obviously make Chuck Hillinger's heart beat faster. He can't stay out of Pitchfork or Spotted Horse Wyoming or Rabbit Hash or Hell for Certain Kentucky. They say America is becoming homogenized, but the people who say that never bother to get off the interstate highways. Chuck Hillinger celebrates the glorious uniqueness of American places, the loons of the Minnesota lakes, the seashells of the Florida beaches, the lonely islands of Maine, and a wonderful odor of cooking food wafts through these essays. Bread baking in the outdoor ovens of New Mexico, catfish stewing in green onions in a kettle on a Louisiana bayou, peach butter simmering over an oak fire in Arkansas, Johnny Cakes frying on a Rhode Island griddle. Charles Hillinger's America is not the crisis-ridden, argumentative, highly politicized country that we read about on the front pages. It's much more neighborly and much more interesting than that. If you ask me, it's much truer to our real lives, too. If some historian of the future wants to know what we Americans were like in the second half of the 20th century, he'll find us in this book. Chapter 1. Delaware, America's First State The first state proclaims Delaware's license plates. Why Delaware? Because on December 7, 1787, Delaware became the first state to ratify the U.S. Constitution. Only 96 miles long and 9 to 35 miles wide, Delaware, America's second smallest state, is rural, mostly farmland. The state flag is emblazoned with a cow and a farmer holding a hoe. This is a state sprinkled with tiny hamlets called crossroads and corners, quaint communities with names from the earliest days of colonization along the mid-Atlantic coast. You find names like Anthony's Corner, Cabbage Corner, Big Oak Corner, Stump's Corner, King's Crossroads, Queen's Crossroads, Lord's Crossroads, and Milford Crossroads. You also find Blackbird, Almshouse, Hourglass, Little Heaven, Rising Sun, Blue Ball, Cocked Hat, Mermaid, Old Furnace, and Shortly. Delaware is the only state that has hundreds, a throwback to a unit of English local government in size between a village and a shire or county. Hundreds date back to King Edmund I, 939 to 946, 
and continued to be used in Great Britain into the 1800s. They're still in use in Delaware today. Delaware is divided into 33 hundreds. Blue posts with the names of hundreds in yellow letters mark the boundaries throughout the state. Historians believe that the designation hundred originally signified an area with enough people to provide 100 men for battle in wartime. In the early days of Delaware, there were 100 constables, 100 courts, 100 school districts, 100 tax assessors, and 100 tax collectors. Now there are only 100 polling places. 100 is primarily a geographic term, referring to locations such as Apoquinimink, Indian for Wounded Duck, 100, and North and South Murder Kill, hundreds, from the Dutch Mater, Mother, and Kill Creek. Hear ye, hear ye.